Hi, I'm Lady Ganja. And I'm the Midwest Canna Queen. Learn with us as we tackle challenges faced by marketing and branding teams in the cannabis industry. And laugh alongside us as we puff, puff, pass. We are the Devil's Lettuce Ladies. <laughs> smoking we are smoking gorilla fuck oh sweet well while you get that prepared just introduce myself i am lady ganja and i am the midwest can queen and today we are going to be speculating wildly about the future of the cannabis market in 2024 i mean i feel like everybody just makes shit up so why shouldn't we yeah we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I mean that in the most positive way. If we don't think about how great it can be, it's manifesting. That's what we're doing. Yes. Manifest list. I like it. But before that, we have to smoke this joint. <laughs> well, and then also, this is what we're currently smoking. What have you been smoking? Well, I have been super into, and apparently the rest of the world is as well, um, because it is leafly's strain of the year for 2023 but i have been super into permanent marker as of late um it's the strain of the year yes according to leafly i mean okay. they so i guess what they do um is that they pull bud tenders like what people are looking for what people are searching for um and everybody's been talking about permanent marker and like i get it because i've we've seen it everywhere i mean we talked about the uh, is it uplifted the amazing packaging on that? Yep. Yeah, we had um, we talked about that in a previous episode. High minded. Um, um, got got great reviews. Uh, read about that on Reddit. Yeah. Permanent marker. I guess that like um, the amount of dispensaries like in the U.S. Um, that had permanent marker went up fifty nine times from the beginning of twenty twenty three to the end. So like everybody's growing it everybody likes it um that's awesome yeah it's got um it's got a super unique flavor profile um which i kind of like about it it it's very like pungent um it's floral but it also has that like kind of sour sharpie like kind of punch at the end which is just so interesting like i've never smoked anything like it i love how you threw in sharp you're such a marketer <laughs> that sharpie punch what it, permanent marker yeah, like, you know when you sniff a sharpie and you get that like whoa yeah. <laughs> it's exactly that. like it love it <laughs> but um i can't smoke too much of it um or else my inner monologue takes over and then i'm you know really going like because it's an activate it's like a very like activating strain so we've had these discussions that was how it was supposed to be like labeled once and then everybody wanted it to be a chill oh yeah how does it make you feel i mean i might as well just get in bed because really? i pass out immediately wild yeah it makes my like makes me kind of buzzy a little bit um but in a good way but i i can't again with like a lot of these strains that are like high thc i just cannot smoke too much of it or i'm I mean, I talk to myself enough. Like, I don't, I don't need to be talking wildly to myself. So, so I'm gonna have to do this again. And honestly, the uplifted one, it 
I mean, it knocked me on my ass asleep. Honestly, best sleep I've had. I loved it. Um, I think I have more of the high minded. I'm going to have to try it. Now I'm going to have to investigate because yes. I'm looking at the turp fi- pile. What? Turp. The turp pile. <laughs> that damn turp pile. <laughs> looking at the turp profile and it's limonene and caryophylline. So yeah. it's totally my, it is my fave and interesting. Okay. But you know, like every, like we're seeing like every harvest, every like, every grower is a little bit different. So like that uplifted strain could be completely different from something else that you smoke. Um, but I know at least like, um, in Michigan, it's bred by seed junkie. Yes. Um, and what's interesting is that, so it's biscotti and sure BX, that's what permanent marker is. And it's like a refinement of jealousy, which was the 2022 strain of the year. So seed junkie has had two strains of the year, Again, according to Leafly, it's not like, you know, everybody's voted on this or anything. Correct. um, Sounds like they know what they're doing. Interesting. Um, And Michigan also, like, picked, like, voted permanent marker as the state's best pre-roll. High times, the North Coast and pressure pack one. So, okay. It's, you know, people are digging it. And I like it. So. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. What are you smoking? Okay, I, so I was on the road last week, which, by the way, if, if you listen to, like, anybody listens to podcasts, people must think that I do nothing but just live in my car, because every time it's like, well, I was on the road, or I was traveling. Yeah, but you are a road warrior. Like, I love you, being on the road, though. You, like, you love a road trip. You love traveling. You know what? It gives me own. life. Like, I can stay up for hours. I don't get tired. Like, I can yeah. go. When I'm out home, I'm like, look at that cozy little bed I could lay in. <laughs> You know, so, um, but I was traveling last week. I was in Michigan, so I was on a, you know, purchasing everything. And then I ended my trip in my hometown and uh, had a night out with like my best girlfriend from home. And then I had like a, and it was a, it was a good weekend, but had to do stuff at my, you know, my parents' house of like cleaning out my mom's closet. That was sad. So like we, I did a lot of drugs this weekend. (laughs) So as one should, as one should, um, it was, I'm not a raging alcoholic, but I do like to smoke joints all day long when I'm doing sad things. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, Scotty's cake, I, um, tried that and I loved it. Ooh. Um, what's the flavor on that? So it is gelato 41 by animal mints and biscotti. So back to that. We're back to biscotti. See, it's a good Um, one. Terps are the, am I saying this right? Because you're my terp person. Limonene? Yeah. Sure, we're going to go with it. No one knows what the real answer is. I mean, it's anybody's guess. (laughs) This is the whole point of this podcast. Wild speculation. (laughs) Limonene, caryophylline, and myrcene. Which is like, I mean, quite honestly, caryophylline and myrcene, always a go-to. Myrcene is so good for pain relief and stuff while I was sick. So yeah. But anyways, really enjoyed it. Relaxed, euphoric. Um, this is from High Minded. It is a chill. Um, the description. See, look at me. I'm trying to get better. It's yeah. the first episode of the new year. I'm giving you information. <laughs> I'm not just telling you what I'm smoking. Welcome to 2024. Um, it's an ultra potent and long lasting hybrid. Okay. Um, with strong genetics, almost immediate onset, unique gassy berry aroma, 
with a touch of funk and a vanilla diesel taste with undertones of tropical fruit. It hits hard and fast, coming on strong with a wave of euphoria and muscle relaxation, followed by a blissful, hazy, snacky high. Its potency and spacey stone makes it ideal for evenings, deep relaxation, and managing symptoms of insomnia, blah, blah, insomnia, depression, and chronic pain. So it's funny that I normally am not good at this of like Mm -hmm. the effects of things, but I will tell you because I was on the road, I was FaceTiming my boyfriend and I was, I mean, I was like idea after idea that night. (laughs) I mean, I still think they're million dollar ideas. Do you write them down? There's a couple that will come up later. Good. Or one or two maybe, but, um, it did. I was happier. I was like, I was in a good spot and it was very chatty for me. It's funny because the effect is chill, but here's the thing. I am so ADD that a chill one, (laughs) it just takes me to zero. It just dulls the edges a little bit. Right. That's kind of the thing. If you give me an activate and I'm left to my own devices, I will start questioning life's decisions or wondering if I've paid my mortgage or God knows whatever. If I have an activity, I'm fine. Yeah. A chill just gets me to zero. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, I think that went out. Oh. Oh. Um, but so Scotty's cake. Then I also had bubbleberry, which I need to trying to get to that. Um, that is kind of like a, a restore. It's a 50-50 hybrid. It is bubblegum by Blueberry. Top Terp is Marcine. I love bubbleberry. I love it in my bong. Like oh, yeah. it's a great, it's a great Saturday cleaner. Like, you know, you know, I mean, like that's my Oh my God, you have a red lighter. That's this lighter is why we had the red lighter talk. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I hope I don't have bad luck today. I mean, we're heading into the holidays. It's it's all Christmas. <laughs> it's all holiday cheer from here on out. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Interrupting. Anyway, I I like bubbleberry for Saturday chores. So the bubbleberry is it's a cross between bubblegum and blueberry. It's known for sweet, fruity flavor, well balanced effects. Um, they're cerebral and. Um, physical with a sense of euphoria, relaxation. It can help to relieve stress and tension. It can also provide a mild soothing body high that can help to ease pain and discomfort. If you're a fan of fruity and sweet flavors, you'll want to try it. Um, I like it. Yeah, I really like that one. And so those were like my two with my girlfriend or while I was by myself. That was while I was traveling. And then I did the High Minded by Humble Bee wedding crasher infused joint with my dad while I was at home. And then we watched Nate Bergazzi, which I'm tired. Like it's the funniest fucking thing to watch. I need to watch that. You haven't? No, I haven't. I let me just, we're watching Fargo right now. So we're like going through that and we're only on like season three and there's like six seasons. So, Oh, here's the best part about, First of all, I love getting high and watching comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely your vibe. It is my vibe, and which is new. Um, but I've been doing it for like the past year and <clears throat> loved, love, love, love his comedy. And what I love about it is like, you know, when I go to Northwest Indiana, maybe we differ a lot on politics or the way we see life. Maybe in general. I don't know. Things are different up there. Um, but he 
is very neutral. Like there's no, there's no talk. There's no talks of politics. There's no, he doesn't curse. There's oh. no cursing. Oh, listen, how I like to say fuck just as much as the next person. <laughs> However, if you need something on in the background and it's like a light heart, like it's something that my, we could have on with my four year old niece in the room. And, yeah. like and yet I look over at one point and my dad is laughing so hard. He has the blanket pulled up like on his face laughing hysterically at this show so like it's just something it's family safe for the it's, holidays it's the perfect holiday background thing okay. to have on so i like that i highly will recommend. suggest that with my family who whom i don't agree with on things so if it's nice and light you know it was really funny because the one i wanted to watch was like the newer one i, I thought it was the newer one and it wouldn't start it kept playing like a trailer and so we went to the other one and started it <laughs> and it's during covid and he's outside and i'm like oh god my, he doesn't even know who this is and we're already going to just start talking about covid and this and that and i'm like let's oh not reopen these conversations or whatever <laughs> but it ended up being fine and then to the point where he laughed so hard and had so much fun we tried to watch the next or we went back to the one that we couldn't get started and then it worked so we watched two full hours of this on Saturday wow. night. So you can entertain a dad for two hours with, with a this comedy. with an infused joint and some <laughs> Nate Bergazzi. Like what sounds perfect. Shout out Nate Bergazzi. Yeah. <laughs> and we go out Friday night and, and I'm in Northwest Indiana and my cousin's band is playing. Nice. And so and it's like heavy metal, like Love heavy it. metal. And we went to a bar that I used to go to all the time. You can still smoke in this bar. Uh, By the way, I don't think are, my coat will ever not smell like cigarettes again, Ooh, which yeah. is disgusting. Oh. And even the next morning, my pillowcase, and as a former smoker, I'm like, God damn it. But yeah, I would never like that smell that will linger. No, mm -mm. which is the thing when I was when I was a smoker, I smoked more when I went out to smoking bars just to not smell that yeah so it's hard like i i don't want to smoke in a bar but i don't want to smell it either it's weird yeah it doesn't matter sidetrack <laughs> while i'm at this band and we're in this bar you can still smoke in it this is the best part about still smoking in bars i'm just just ripping, ripping this pen yes. and i look at my dad and i go you want to make this better <laughs> so then he's hitting it and I mean, it, you don't even have to be discreet. It's like, I'm just walking through no. the bar. Like no one's going to smell. I mean, honestly, no one even gives a shit. Like I, I can't count the time. Like every time I go out to a bar, I'm, I'm ripping my vape in the bathroom or outside on the patio. Like it's I used to do that outside. Yes. I used to do the bathroom thing, but ever since we've moved to live rosin and stuff, I think it smells so much just more. Open I your always shirt I do it and just. <laughs> To blow it in there. That's exactly what I'm doing. You know, my shirt filter. <laughs> Your shirt filter. Which we're like, yeah, it totally works. And then the second we walk out, someone's like, God damn, does skunk die in here? <laughs> the fuck? I know. Well, well it was my me. shirt filter. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I don't know. I just came in here and it smelled like it that. It smelled like this. I have no idea. Anyways, anyway. um, so 20 minutes later, that's what I was smoking. Um, <laughs> and now I've come back fully stocked, refreshed, revived. With some high ideas? Yeah, maybe. Okay. We can 
we should probably talk about them, but we need to probably take a break. Oh, yeah. So when we come back, we will talk about our ideas. Cut. (laughs) Cut it out. Are we full housing it over here? I don't know. (laughs) Are you ready to hear our highest thoughts? And some other people's as well. Because we have a listener call in. I got a listener call in. Let's do it. Um, so it's time to hear our ideas where we investigate grand ideas or inspiration we've stumbled upon after getting Stony Tony. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sock it to me. I got another recipe idea. Fuck yes. I mean, this is always such good Instagram content when you come with a <laughs> recipe. I mean, I don't know if other people would be even into this, but like I I didn't have any groceries. I was Stony Tony. And I wanted a snack and I wanted something sweet. <laughs> like I had I had all kinds of chips and like, you know, you know how I love tortilla chips, tons of tortilla chips, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of like savory snacks. But I really wanted something sweet. And so I'm just like rifling through the cabinet. Um, and I don't even know what prompted this, but I'm like, hmm, I'm going to take this PB2, like the powdered peanut butter. Yes. And then like, you know, make some peanut butter out of it. And then let me drizzle some like I had some caramel syrup in there. So I started drizzling that in. And then I'm like, you know, what if I had some powdered sugar in here to like thicken it up? You, this I this is the first time I'm reading this and I am realizing <laughs> you are Buddy the Elf. <laughs> god yes just like syrup on my spaghetti (laughs) this was this was me this is buddy the elf trying to make a meal um rifling through my cabinets um i didn't have any of these but i thought you know maybe you could add in some chocolate chips in there if you want yeah but the great thing about this is like you can make any consistency you want like if you want it to be kind of thicker or thinner like add more water to the pb2 add more powdered sugar if you want to thicken it up like there's no real recipe here. It's really so just you trial did and put error. water in the PB two. Yes. Okay. This is amazing. I don't really think of you as a person that does these type of snacks. <laughs> I now picture you as Butter the Elf because I've never seen so much sugar listed in one thing. Oh yeah, I was having a craving. It's like I need something sugary now. That's hilarious. But um, can I tell you that when I read this and this is either a because i'm stony tony b because we work in cannabis but my mind literally went to this is an infused joint <laughs> you've oh, got yeah. your p that's why i asked about the water because i'm like you've got your keef of pb and two your pb2 <laughs> you've got your caramel cereal concentrate <laughs> you just swirl all that up just swirl it up <laughs> roll all joint that's i mean idea. you could like you could like roll this into like you could make it into a joint if you make it thick enough (gasps) into a crepe and then it's your joint oh my god yeah that would be so good now now that is a idea these are ideas try that um but i just like you can dip an apple in it oh love or dip a graham cracker in it or just fucking eat it on a spoon which is what i've done so i mean that works modify it for your lifestyle i fucking love this Oh, shit. I forgot one very important ingredient that I didn't put in there. Put a little bit of cinnamon in there. Ooh. Give it a little kick. Secret ingredient. Love cinnamon. 
Yeah. Do you know, I love cinnamon in my coffee. It's probably Ooh. one of my favorite things of all time. And I bet I can count on one hand how many times I've done it. You it's should. like I forget. I went on a trip with somebody who made like cinnamon coffee in the morning one time. And I was like, what is this magic? Yeah. <laughs> like you just put it in with the grounds. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've never done that, but that's amazing. Yeah. Just Thanks. sprinkle a little bit in there and it like gives it that kind of kick. Okay. I like it. Anyway, um, this has been Cooking Corner. And this is Cooking cor Corner with uh, the Devil's Lettuce Lady. <laughs> um, What's your idea? Okay. When you read it on this piece of paper, it sounds terrible. <laughs> like, are we about to bring the room down? <laughs> so, so I'm in, I'm in Northwest Indiana this weekend, and my best friend and I are out, and we're at the bar. We went out for dinner before we went to see my cousin's band play, and her and I, we had been smoking, and I think I was on my fourth cocktail. It's Friday night. It's been a rough week. Lit. And we just start talking about things. And she tells me that she recently was on a field trip with her son. And mm -hmm. she was like, we went to the wastewater treatment plant. And she's oh. like, have you ever been there? And I go, I go, we did when I was in, when I was little, we went there. And I'm like, and I think back now and I'm like, what the fuck were we walking around? <laughs> like, because it took you through the whole system and it's a very interesting thing but we started talking about like the chemicals that are in there and this there really ever and we start just like we went down a rabbit hole and then we decided that i got cancer because when i was seven i went on a field trip to the wastewater treatment plant <laughs> <laughs> i have so many questions number one they're still doing this like i feel like that's very much like an 80s or a 90s thing where it's like oh we're gonna take him to the wastewater plant <laughs> here is where this gets iffy because it is a high idea um while i say to you she was on a field trip with her son it could have been she was talking about a field trip that she went on with her son and somehow we then ended up on we had both been on a field trip mm -hmm. to the wastewater treatment plant so okay. they may not do it anymore okay. i can get confirmation from her but yeah, i'd like to know you're very right. It does seem very 80s and 90s. Yeah, it's like we don't have anything like they didn't have like the climbing gyms and like this sky zone shit back then. So they're like, I mean, in all honesty, very educational of like true because at the time I remember it was about like conserving water. Okay, and I'm into like, it. yeah, I mean, it was actually a great trip. But when you say something like this out loud, you're like, you were where on a field trip? That's did you have any protective equipment? On. I do not remember any protective equipment. Yeah, I feel like you should, you know, at minimum have some sort of like a mask you would filtering think. out the you would think. poop in the air. I, why do you think I've come up with the fact that I got cancer being at a wastewater treatment plant? Because I don't remember any garb. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. I, so that's where I caught it. Anyway, the anyway, other thing. Careful. <laughs> Yeah, don't catch it. Um, don't catch it. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that this was the other thing of our field trip. This was our height. Like we were just on a rant. Yeah. The other field trip I went on as a child that she doesn't. She did not go on. And we went to the same like commu like community school system. But mm -hmm. um, one of the cool things about growing up Northwest Indiana is a lot of our field trips involve the Indiana Dunes, like National Lakeshore. That's nice, yeah. There is a bog up there. Do you know what a bog is? Mm -mm. I don't either, uh, but <laughs> it moves and it's living. And that I do know. And okay. it's essentially 
I'm going to get like roasted for this, but like it's, it's basically compacted soot or mud or something, but I do believe it's a living organism and it sits on top of water Okay, and it moves to the point where when I went on this field trip, I remember us being able to stand on it. Like, no, and stuff. I don't think that <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we did. I was probably seven. Anyways, maybe <laughs> oh that's God. where I got cancer was at the bog. I don't know, man, but just don't catch it. Um, okay. Those were our ideas. <laughs> wow. Um, Here's our audience calling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do they have for us? This was a, and this is going to sound bad, but it is what it is. And it's not bad. I'm not trying whatever. This was a threesome calling. Um, it was three people. <laughs> I didn't know we These had threesomes pe- listening. I know. These are three people that went to lunch together and they came up with this idea. And okay. um, it is called, and I'm going to like TM when I say this. Okay. Trademark. Don't steal our idea. Goober. Um, <laughs> it is golf cart Uber for downtowns that allow golf carts. Now, I don't yes. know if that is something around here so much. I don't see it. Never seen that before. However, there are multiple towns like Porter County, I would say I know of that they are allowed to have go-karts on the road. Like they can drive on the streets and whatever. And you do have to have a license and you do have to whatever. But in in the summertime, it's like golf cart central. It's just all golf carts everywhere. Whoa. So what if their idea was like, if you just pick up a golf cart and start carting people around downtown to the bars and stuff, it's actually genius. Could you imagine in like Nashville or somewhere like that where people are like bar hopping and how much money you could make just like waiting outside a bar, get a bachelorette party on the back, charge them each 20 (laughs) bucks to go two blocks on your golf cart. like. Until someone falls off and cracks their head up and that's a True. Debbie Downer. Yeah, um, I mean it is a legal nightmare. But that's not what the point of a idea is. So <laughs> we're thinking big here. We're, right. The wild speculation. That is the whole point of this episode. <laughs> I like it. I know. I thought it was really fun. Um it's always fun to drive or well, I don't want to drive it. I want to be on the back and go wee. I know. I will tell you that like when I was there over the summer and it's like basically overrun with golf carts there's so many people mfing them Mm. i love it but yeah you know i probably fit the demographic for it i was gonna like it's either younger people or i think it was a lot of older people which is funny because you think of older people like more retirees golfing whatever but yeah that's the demographic it is the demographic i would think i don't know anyway we're gonna take a quick break oh yeah that's your line oh well we're like she said, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to speculate wildly. Oh, this is going to be so much fun as if we haven't done it already. <laughs> oh, shit. My goober's here. <laughs> I mean, if I could drive a golf cart around, I would do it all the time. Oh, it would be fun. It's a lot of competing music because everybody mm. brings like a Bluetooth speaker with them. Oh, yeah. You got to have one DJ. But And when I say competing, I mean when you have 17 golf carts driving down Main Street all playing <laughs> and it's either going to be like 90s R&B or like summer country. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of mashups. <laughs> I so, love it, though. Anyway. Anyway, it's 2024. Yeah. Where did the year go? 
Um, I will tell you that in a month I will be entering my, like, I will have wrapped up my third year. In the cannabis industry? In the cannabis industry, which means I'm basically an expert. Um, That's, I mean, it's like dog years, so you're yeah. a veteran at this point. I think so. Damn. And yet I feel like I have no idea what we're doing. No, I, I mean, I don't think anybody does. Uh, it's just, it's chaos at all times. Things change so quickly. I mean, this whole podcast has been us basically talking about how the can you can't plan anything. Mm -hmm. You can try, but things are going to change quickly. Right. Market's going to change. Prices are going to change. Products, you know, it's the CRA, at least in Michigan, will fuck your world up, up over one thing. Like, it's just, it's so unpredictable. Yeah. Do we foresee any stability in 2024? Mm. With, like, hopefully some federal regulations or descheduling so and we talked a little bit about it today uh what descheduling would do there's like certain business like certain uh whatever what am i trying to think about certain departments really that would be affected by these i mean everybody would be but mm -hmm. some that would take it like blow the top off of what could be done with descheduling yeah which would be the banking is number one yeah when you look from a marketing standpoint what what that would do for paid advertising and pay-per-click taxes would be yep. better for legit businesses mm -hmm. um would it help with credit cards credit like cards being able to use because of banking yep i I don't, I don't think, I don't want to even say it because it'll make me sound stupid, but I, I, um, I think that's like a, the big ones. I'm sure that there's more that. Yeah. It's all very confusing. Like yeah. I, all, all I know is that like, it'll deschedule to schedule three instead of being a schedule one drug with like cocaine heroin and, and heroin. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Open the door to legitimate businesses, but then the downside of that would be that big like pharmaceuticals could kind of come in and start patenting, which is what a lot of people are worried about. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we're already seeing like large MSOs are taking over, you know, the small mom and pop businesses. But you open pharmaceuticals, uh, pharmaceutical companies up to being able to use cannabis, like that scares me. I, it freaks me out. Um, it freaks me out coming from what would happen to a state that never went legal before federalization. That state just missed out completely, I feel like, on because MSOs can come in now way faster. I think when, when state, like the states that have gone legal and they have written their own bills, I think that, and maybe I'm, thinking about it too much and maybe it still would be the same but in my mind i think that that would hurt the states that haven't gone legal yet yeah well especially with like interstate commerce yes i mean there's already like the whole delta 8 thing is a whole other like hemp derived cannabinoids is a whole other fucking problem but like when interstate travel is i mean i think there's still people are still going to want to consume cannabis that's grown locally. Like I firmly believe that people will still want that, but there's definitely going to be people that are going to be buying 
shit from California that's, you know, sun grown, super cheap, whatever, mm -hmm. has seeds in it and they, you know, don't get it. They just want the cheapest ounce or whatever. But once you're able to like buy that and have it shipped to you, mm -hmm. like that is really going to hurt some states. It'll be interesting to see though, if that's something that you could do, because like, for instance, there's a lot of, I mean, I think that's still state stuff because I don't think you, you can't have liquor delivered to you in Kentucky. Oh, really? Yeah. But you can order like, you can order wine in Indiana, right? Like there's like the wine subscriptions and yes. stuff like that. They you won't deliver it unless you are at home and can show proof of ID. Mm, okay. Well, maybe. Well, let me rephrase that. They're not supposed to. I will say I was on a subscription, like a Flavia or whatever. It's like whiskey mm. subscription thing once. I had to show my ID the first time. And then once they saw it, then it got delivered. I don't know whether okay. or not that was the correct thing to do. But well, now with like, I mean, cookies is selling THCA flour. Mm -hmm. um, again, have derived cannabinoids. Sketchy. Mm -hmm. um, they are selling that across the country. Mm -hmm. And it, like, there's no regulations. There's no nothing. Like, it's just, it's wild. I went out with old coworkers last weekend. We we get together like every December and they're always interested to know like what I've got going on. And it's funny, this one gentleman, he was like, kept bringing up this one brand. I had not heard of it. Mm -hmm. The next day it was like on, there was a whole article I read about it, like on LinkedIn or something like that. Like it was but it's all hemp derived, whatever. But he was so bought into it because it's it's the exact thing we've talked about. The advertising yeah. for the non-educated user, they yeah. think they're getting weed chipped to them. And they yeah. literally think that that's available to them. Yeah. And I, I had to be like, that's that's not it. You're going to eat. That. First of all, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting what you think you're getting. It is false right. advertising in my mind. Yeah. It's so confusing, but like, I feel like if schedule three happens, the, you know, interstate commerce is opened up. Why would you, why would you get Delta eight or why would you get THC when you can just get the regular thing like that? Right. I just feel like that's going to change it altogether. And I think companies that are just like putting all their money and resources into Delta eight right now, they have a leg up. Mm -hmm. However, don't put all your eggs in that basket. <laughs> well, and I think that there's probably people out there that are smart enough to be like, let's get in quickly because they have that, the marketing, they have the marketing and they can do it and they yeah. are doing it to make a quick buck and get out. That's, there's plenty of companies that do that. Like, yeah. so, and maybe that's the game. Who knows? Maybe that's my wild speculation. That's what, that is my wild speculation. Well, I'm hoping for something to happen with like Delta A, some sort of regulatory action because it's just it's kind of getting out of control and again like you said like the uneducated customer that you know thinks that this is cannabis and it's a hemp derived product that could be made could be made synthetically mm -hmm. in a lab like and that people just don't know so right but we'll see anyway, um you have some stats i do have some read. stats so okay. An estimated 35.73 million people use marijuana. Damn. That's a lot. A lot of stoners out there. Uh-huh. Hello. Um, the global cannabis market is forecasted to achieve a revenue of $51.27 in 2023, 
So we'll have to check back and see if that happened. Yeah. Ultimately leading to a market size of approximately 102.9 billion by 2028. Wow. That's insane. It's just going up and up and up. Uh huh. Um, the U.S. is expected to generate the highest revenue with around thirty-three point eight eight billion in twenty twenty-three. So that these are the recaps. Well, this was an article from um, it was on Yahoo Finance, but it was, and I could be wrong in this pronunciation. Veraheal. Okay. It's a um, health technology company. Okay. Um. And it'll be linked. Um, but anyways, um, 70% of Americans use cannabis to feel relief, pain-free, and relaxed. Agreed. I don't like the way that reads. Um, because that could be, is it, when you read it, it looks like it's 70% of the American population. But what I think what it means is, of the Americans that smoke, 70% mm -hmm. of them use cannabis to feel relief, pain-free, and relaxed. Yeah. That, that makes, makes more sense. sense. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. So the other 30% is, we just want to get fucked They're up. They're just stony Tonys, man. <laughs> stony Tonys. I found this interesting. Um, medical marijuana retail sales in the U.S. are expected to reach $15.6 by 2026. Wow. I think that from the area that we're in and the places that we visit, it's all wreck. Um, Michigan got, I mean, I think there is still a medical market, but... There's not much yeah, there's to it. Not really a point to it when you can get. I mean, it used to be that like you could only get two hundred like packages of two hundred milligram gummies if you had a medical card, but now everybody offers that. Right, wreck. So, yes, agreed. Um. So, anyways, then the last one was of those who consume cannabis, twenty three point five six engage in daily heavy cannabis use. Hmm. Interesting. I think I want to know more of like what is heavy daily use versus daily heavy use is that all day i mean i would say i'm a daily smoker but it's not all day every day i feel like daily heavy would be like for me i just imagine like someone just has their vape pen in their mouth like at all times <laughs> and they're just constantly just like ripping through vape pens you know that's true and we know those people yeah i mean do what you want absolutely do whatever you want do whatever gets you through it um, man but there is a point where like i smoke a vape pen too much and it's not doing anything for me anymore mm -mm. it's just giving me a headache mm -hmm. so totally agree um and that's probably why i say that of like what is heavy because a vape pen highly concentrated yeah um some people go through, I mean, I hear about people going through like these one grams in like a day or two. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't, shouldn't smoke it that fast. That's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Everything in moderation, y'all. I'm telling you the, the, um, what is it? Tolerance at how fast it can go. Like, I don't want to smoke that much simply because I can't afford it. Like who wants to be ripping through carts like that all the time. I don't want to go through yeah. a cart a day. Well, I mean, there is like, I don't think a lot of people want to admit this, but you can be addicted to cannabis. Like you can get addicted to anything. Like yeah. there's, but I think a lot of people are like, no, you can't get addicted. Like it's healthy. It's safe. And it's like, you can still have unhealthy behaviors and oh, be reliant on it. You know? Yeah. 
hundred percent agree. So that was, um, a Vera Heal 2023 cannabis industry report. We'll link that. Oh yeah. So those were key stats. Now. 2024. 2024. What will happen? Well, I did call that Yuzu, Yuzu would be a big flavor. You did. And you're like, I know this is going to be hype. And, I and mean, do you know seen... where I came up with that idea? No. Where? Is how much they use it in the Great British Baking Show. <gasps> I love the Great British Baking Show so much. I have, As, I have you know. learned. So, like, and I, you did this. I mean, you grew up be, going to Europe and stuff like that. Like, you've... I have found between travels of like, I've gone to South Africa and I was in France when I was way younger and we aren't the trendsetters for the record. <laughs> the U.S. is not. Yeah. Um, and I think like yuzu is a big fruit in yeah. like, Europe and stuff and, and they use it and then the Great British Baking Show comes on and it's used all the time and then it gets picked up here because people are watching it. They're interested. Yeah. And then it's coming into cannabis and, and whatnot. Yuzu is a Japanese fruit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a citrusy fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've seen strain like Yuzu strains now, like that as like a and like flavored edibles. You called it. I did. Uh I think it'll come even more in twenty twenty four. It's like Is there any other flavors that you think are gonna be popular? I'm hoping for coconut. Ooh, so I love coconut. That's interesting. I, I don't like know it. if there'd be a strain that would be coconut flavored, but I want like an edible. Yeah. Pinion colada edible. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. You know, I mean, like, Juana has come out with some of those type of flavors, I think. Yeah. Definitely like tropical. Yes. Do you want to try flavors? Um, I don't have any other real big flavor. I don't think I have any flavor predictions. Um, I think there will be innovation in the types of edibles. We're seeing people come out with gum. We're seeing people come out with pretzels, mm -hmm. snacky things, um, yeah. which is amazing for like a microdose chill, have a snack pack type thing. Yeah. I think there's a space for that. There's going to be a lot of product innovation. Um, Rosin. I think rosin's going to like take over. I do too. Um, still going to be expensive, but. Agreed. I think you're going to see a split more of, and the only way I can describe it from like a, and I always will relate it to like food, is it's going to be like junk food versus organic. And I think that there's going to be a bigger divide between them. More mm wild flavors on distillate because why not it's distillate and you want to dress it up yeah. and you, if you make it pretty up. and whatnot you can sell it mm -hmm. versus the rosin more strain specific um more higher quality and more you know a higher ticket yeah and i think there's going to be a bigger divide on that side i i think you're right yeah i mean i I just, I can't eat a distillate gummy. Like after having a rosin gummy, like you, I love, and I'm a person who loves to taste the weed. So some people don't like that. And they're like, oh, I'd rather, you know, have that blue raspberry taste and not, you know, taste the weed. But I like it because I can tell 
that's weed it's weed <laughs> um okay yeah i'm hoping for more rosin gummies and they like they hit you harder than distillate gummies too a hundred percent yeah i mean when i went through treatment that i was eating the red bud live rosin gummies to this mm -hmm. day those gummies to me were the best that was the best pain medicine that i could have ever had and they were the first ones that i knew of in michigan to come out with it yeah and they were they're great they were and they do they had that it, it there was a cannabis taste to it but it was a good cannabis taste yeah like a um, good quality flower too right i enjoyed that um yeah i totally agree and i also think that with that split that rosin it's more education mm -hmm. But also, it will help the market stabilize pricing. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one big thing I would love to see in 2024 uh, is more sustainable packaging. I think that's starting. Um, you sent me this cool article recently from MarijuanaMoment.net about um, a place in Massachusetts called Treehouse Craft Cannabis, and they are giving customers a $4 pre-roll for every piece of packaging that they bring back, like a tube or, you know, a Mylar mm -hmm. bag. Um, and they're going to recycle what they can, like for their own products and reuse it, which is fucking awesome. Like it's such a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what like the cleaning process for that would be. Um, That's not our job here today. We're just No, not our job. Just speculate. Well, I mean, this is happening. This isn't <laughs> oh, well, speculation. You're this right. Is this is actually happening. You're right. But I, I want to see more of this. I need more of this energy in 2024. Um, but the coolest part of it was okay um the coolest part of it was that with everything they can't recycle, they're going to commission artwork with it, which I'm I'm just like blown away. Like that's so cool. Such a great idea. Like gets the community involved. Um, just such a great idea. And like, I hate how much plastic is being used on the daily. And like, I'm not innocent with it either. Like I, you know, there's nothing you can do. Like you can't go buy bulk flour really. Mm -hmm. Um, unless it's a dispensary that has, um, Deli style, deli style, but you're still getting it in a plastic Stay bag for the next episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's to come? Um, but like, you're still bringing it home in a plastic bag, like, right. you know, so it's like, it's kind of crazy. Like, I wish there was more places and this is, you know, due to CRA regulations. I'm sure it's like this in other states, but like, you can't just bring in a jar and have them fill it up with weed. I know, you know, there's gotta be stickering and labeling and child proof and all that stuff. Um, and I think it's just holding us back. Like we are producing so much plastic waste and it's disgusting. Agreed. Yeah. You know, when, um, Colorado first went wreck, you used to have to take it out of the building in a exit bag, like a child safety, like resistant exit okay, bag. Yeah. And the place that we went to at the time, you would pay $2 for the bag, but that you would be able to come back and reuse. Of course, Colorado would have something yeah. like that. Now you don't have to do it anymore, but I do remember even back then, like that being a thing that I've always thought was amazing to yeah. at least they were doing that, but yeah, reusable um, stuff like I think you know looking at buyer personas um and and some of the stuff that we've worked on and crafted like that is not just you and I that is a huge deal to a, a large part of our of the cannabis market mm -hmm. um the our that generation they are our biggest 
um, audience of, and that's what they care about. And so I do, I think, I think you're right is that there will be way more movement. And I think that companies that adopt more sustainable practices is a huge differentiator for yeah. the market that may not spend as much, but they would be loyal to you. Hell yeah. So yeah. Love it. Shout out to Treehouse Cannabis in Massachusetts. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, um what else do we got here? Anything good? Well, I mean, going back to like federal rescheduling, we kind of talked about this with interstate commerce, but just quick. being like I have a question. I didn't yeah. know that rescheduling though was going to make interstate commerce. Is that No, the, I mean those are two separate things, but they kind of go like But hand that's in like hand. but 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 the scheduling is the st first step to ever having interstate. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, that's what I thought, but we were using it so much. And yeah. just to make sure we're on the same bit. But I think, you know, from a brand perspective, like either, you know, one or both of those things happening, like brands need to pre be prepared for that, like, and think nationally. Mm -hmm. Like you have to start building that following, getting those differentiators, like the, you know, recycle program or, you know, just something you know giving back to the community that differentiates you from the competition because once it's opened up nationwide like i said like people are just going to go to the cheapest outdoor grow that they can find oftentimes but if you can give them a reason to come back and buy your product um you'll win those customers over in the long run so just kind of something i was like thinking about you know building a solid brand now to prepare for all that right super important yes because i am a brand nerd and i think about that all the time well it's it, and i am a strategy nerd and that is all i'm ever <laughs> thinking of is scalability so right <laughs> exactly <laughs> we but, are who we are we can't help it <laughs> right but we don't have all the answers these are just you know wild we'll speculation see. we'll see what happens i'm you know i'm optimistic about 2024 i think it can't get any worse than it had been like this past year with like prices dipping so low and just so much uncertainty. It's like at this point, it's like, whatever. I know. <laughs> I I did come across seen it all. <laughs> I have I came across a lot like doing research for today. There has been and of course that we're, we're doing this at a time that it's coming out right at the end of the year. So there's so many people publishing things and a yeah. lot of interesting stuff and reading about Michigan in like 14% of the dispensaries that were open in 2021 are now closed. Damn. That's a big number. Wild. Um, I mean, we're seeing in Michigan, the people that aren't paying their bills and how, I mean, that's making big news. And, and I think that is something we should talk about too, is like these people that got in it, and they're bad players and they give got good people yeah they got way over their head they give good people a bad name that are trying to do good in the business but i mean there's as far as like a facebook group has been created that is calling people out i mean yeah um pay your bills y'all yeah and so i think the descheduling you know that would help but that's the thing is like do these people deserve to go out and be able to get investors to help their screw ups and then like whatever. I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I think it's on the, if you're investing in a company that you're not doing your due diligence on and like, you know, they could be already in hot water or have terrible business practices, like mm -hmm. do your research, man. Like 
I don't feel bad for anyone that's like no and we shouldn't (laughs) and the best part is is also it's a I mean the minute it happens and so and people could start investing like how many people will be like I mean I just think about like just your regular Joe white man being like oh I could give you money and get this going because then I can be in the weed business you know what I mean don't come here yeah I know there's already enough people (laughs) go away Twenty twenty four. Less cannabis businesses, please. <laughs> right. Less saturation. Right. Calm yep. down. It's not the green rush you thought it was. Um Yeah. It's yeah. It's I do think there's gonna be a lot of honing craft in twenty twenty four. I agree. I think so too. Which is very exciting. People can see through the bullshit now. Like I think people are seeing through the bullshit. I do I I firmly believe that Michigan has the best cannabis in the country. Agreed. Um, Best flower. It is. Absolutely Um, best flower. I think it comes from the legacy market. I think it's so crafted. And when you look at what has happened with beer and whatever, and I I also do, I also think Canada Tourism. Yes. 2024. 100%. I actually, that's more of a three-year thing. I think it'll take a little bit longer, but. Gaining momentum. It is gaining momentum. What are your thoughts for cannabis lounges, like consumption lounges in 2024? Are they going to take off or no? Man, I thought they would, but like it's still, and I see this debate all the time with, you know, people on Twitter and stuff where they're like, you're, it's, it's going to be interesting because of how alcohol plays into it. Like, right. There's still people that want to like go out to a bar and drink and then there's people who want to have a cannabis beverage and like, how do you marry the two? Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of environment, especially with all the regulations too, is just really hard to come up with. But I mean, we see that like there is a want for cannabis beverages. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Minnesota was the first state that has cannabis beverages in, in liquor stores, stores now, which yep. is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Minnesota. But speaking of, I was at the liquor store in Indiana last night and they have the wild CBD drinks there. So it's a step in the right direction, I yeah. guess. But um, I mean, and I have <laughs> my prediction is, is they're they're doing this in markets they expect to be legal and they're getting their brand recognition out there now. Fingers crossed. Yes, I agree. So well, anyway, anyway, I mean, there was a fun rant. Um, <laughs> I think it's time for our last segment. Yes. Puffer Pass. Puffer Pass. Well, so, we need to take a quick break because we've just been ranting for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how close we were to 30 minutes. <laughs> well, all you let us heads, it is time for our last segment, Puffer yeah. Pass. Um, if we puff on it, that means we like it. And if we pass, that means we're not into it. So this week, we are going to light up New Year's resolutions because it is a brand new year. Yep. My son asked me yesterday if I had any New Year's resolutions. And I said, I don't do those. However, I do set intentions. Okay. I like it. Um, I am setting some intentions around boundaries this year. Love it. Um, I'm setting intentions for a very positive, less stressful year, a more efficient year. Um, healthy too. Healthy. Yeah. 
I not, and that's part of it is I've kind of gone away from like, I, I'll be honest with you. I, there's nothing being resolved right now. <laughs> there's, let's, where are we going with this? <laughs> but, I mean, that was, that's kind of my point too, is like resolution is such a strong word that like, I like that intentions or like a manifest list or something that you like actionable things, you know, that you know that you can make happen. Right. I, yeah, you're, it is resolutions. It's just so aggressive to me. And to be honest <laughs> with you, there's nothing that I'm putting stops on at this point. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. putting stops on, um, accepting a lot of like stress and, and letting it sit with me too long. And I'm, I'm yeah. stopping like having negative feelings about things or whatever. And all of that is none of that sounds so dramatic, but that's what everybody has. And that's yeah. what I'm stopping. But like, um, you know, the Midwest Canada Queen household, it's been rough for two years. And so I think we're, we're really looking forward to 2024. <laughs> we'll reset. Uh, yeah, we're, I, I can't tell you how many times there's been conversations of we're closing the book. You know, we're, mm -hmm. we're moving on. We've yeah. got things going on. So I will tell you what I, um, I'm definitely my intention and I'm manifesting so much outdoor activity this year. That's Ooh, what I want. I, I want like a lot of hikes. I want concerts. I want sunshine. I want hikes in snow, like Ooh. everything. Um, a lot of fresh air because we've spent a lot of time indoors and it's not fun. Yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. Anyway, that's it. Um, so what I'm telling you is, is I have a vague answer. Uh, I pass on, this is how it always goes. I right. pass on resolution. <laughs> I puff on intention. What? Oh, that's not great. I agree with you so hard. Like I, and I have always done, like, I love a reset though. Mm -hmm. Like I love being able to like set a reset button and like the year breaking has always like been a good i know it's like everyone does it this way but like it just it always feels like a good time for me to kind of like retry you know right so i've always done like manifest lists of like stuff i want to happen i used to be like really hardcore into it and i would pick like five big things that i like want to happen um and as I've kind of gotten older, I've gotten away from that a little bit. They're like a little more loosey goosey, <laughs> but right. But I still like. I mean, there was one year, like in particular, when I really hit it hard. Where like I made, um, I wanted to manifest paying off my student loans, and it was like a big lofty goal. But then I like set these, I set these milestones for myself of like what I want, what I needed to save, what I needed to take on as like freelance work, and like how I needed to do this in order to make it happen. And I did. And I was like, after I did that, I just what felt- What an accomplishment. I know. I felt so powerful. And I was like, oh, maybe I really can do this. But then I like 2020 happened and, you know, we fell off the bandwagon for a little bit. Right. Um, but and I- And then you got a job in weed and you just started smoking it all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just like, I don't know what's happening in my life. Right. Um, but I- it was funny because last year on my manifest list, I put the devil's lettuce ladies. Like that was one of my big things. Um, and I think, I mean, we've been at this for almost a year now and I feel like it's a success because we've stuck with it. A hundred percent. Like we've missed one episode and it, you know, it was due to grave illness on like, you know, stuff that we can't control. So, right. 
um, I think I'm really proud of that, that we stuck it through. Another thing on last year's was having the best wedding ever, which I think I did too. That's amazing. Um, but I also said a couple things that didn't happen. Um, but I would still, I think this year like is going to be saving money mode. Yeah. Um, I really want to like save up and get my savings padded again. Cause I've been doing a lot of spending. <laughs> you you just years. had a wedding. Just so, had a wedding. Yeah, that happens. Right. And just house stuff and like, um, adulting, I, adulting. And I'm a person who like feels very uncomfortable if there's like no, you know, safety no net. Um, so that's kind of a big thing for me. And as always, just less stress and anxiety, mm -hmm. just, and I think another big thing is like being unapologetically me. Like yep. I'm, I'm done. I say I'm sorry so fucking much as a woman. I think we all do it mm -hmm. for the dumbest stuff. Like you're literally walking into a bathroom and someone's walking out at the same time as you. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. Like, Why do we do that? Right. What Excuse are we me. sorry about? Like we're literally, <laughs> I'm walking into a bathroom. Right. And I'm saying I'm sorry to the person coming out. And it's just like, it's so ridiculous. I'm really going to try and stop saying that I'm sorry this year and just be unapologetically myself. That's amazing. So I love that you had the devil's lettuce ladies on there. I mean, it's, it's still on there. It's still on the list of like. As it should be. We're going to kill it and do our best to bring you interesting and hopefully funny i mean content. this is episode 23 so yeah we're like you know we're in a year time right we would have done 26 so yeah, we're getting there we uh we we had the one miss but yeah and uh i'm really excited for it i'm so glad it's on there i'm so glad that we have done this yeah, thank I, you to people that are listening. Thank you to the people that are listening. I thank you for you and your friendship. And Aww. it's been a tough year and you've been just so good to me. So thank you. Thank you for your friendship. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this. It's super fun. Um, and we're going to keep doing it and we're going to keep getting high. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Maybe change the format a bit, but like we're going to keep getting high. We're going to be yeah. two lady stoners, right? Yeah, it sounds like people really like the kind of like, conversation and speculation and just general nonsense so we're gonna try to do more of that and not so much like strict rigid like here are our marketing facts <laughs> yeah i mean i think that all we talk about is that we need to educate people like consumers and stuff and i think that our conversation can do that a lot because yeah just of what we do every day and what we see every day but it doesn't have to be a fucking marketing class right no no or a branding class i mean and maybe it will i mean we might nerd out sometimes every once in a while don't hate us it is what it is <laughs> 2024 we're here we are here <laughs> all right then so uh thank you for listening and hanging out with us if you like what you heard today, please tell all your friends and then rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon. Follow us on Instagram at The Devil's Lettuce Ladies, on Twitter at Lettuce Ladies, or head over to our website at thedevilsletticeladies.com. And until next time, power to the people and smoke the patriarchy. Bye.